0: CHAPTER EIGHT OF THE BAD LITTLE OWLS. THIS IS A LIBRIVOX RECORDING. ALL LIBRIVOX RECORDINGS ARE IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN. FOR MORE INFORMATION OR TO VOLUNTEER, PLEASE VISIT LIBRIVOX.ORG. THE BAD LITTLE OWLS BY JOHN BRECK KILLER FINDS THE POND MIGHTY LONESOME TAD COON, GASPED CHAIK J. WHAT ARE YOU DOING HERE? MY, BUT I'M GLAD YOU CAME and he dropped down from the trunk of the prickery thorn tree. He told Tad all about everything, how the other woodsfolk had gone up to stay at Tom Peel's barn while Killer lived at the pond, and how he fooled the mice into leaving it and scared the birds so the wicked beast wouldn't find a thing to eat when he did wake up except crawfish and snails and angleworms, and he doesn't like them. Tee-hee snickered Tad into his fur because he was trying not to make any noise about it. That's a wonderful joke. How hungry he's going to be. And hunger bites the inside of your ribs worse than the buzzers with hot tails I shook down on Trailer the Hound bite the outside of them. Not a thing can he eat anywhere around unless he tries to catch the hawk. I believe I'll paddle out to his perch and warn him. Yes, cheeped Jake in a discouraged voice, or, unless he catches me, I still can't use my wing. Oh, you can come up to the barn, said Tad easily. There are lots of fine places to perch in. But I can't get there, Chaik explained. Sure you can, Tad grinned. I came down here with Louis Thompson. Watch the dog, he said, was coming after his little skin tree he sleeps in. Tad meant Louie's blanket tent, you know. He's going to live with the housefolk until after the big storm that's coming. Just let him catch you, and he'll take you home and feed you till you can fly. Oh, no, oh, no, I wouldn't dare do that. Not even with Tommy Peel, fluttered Jake. I couldn't stand being locked up. Locked up? How long do you suppose you'd be locked up while I was running around with my handy paws? It's better than being eaten, isn't it? Tad demanded. Y- y- "'Yes,' chirped the bird, rather doubtfully. "'Then get on a branch and flutter so he'll see you,' ordered Tad, "'as cheerfully as though it were the most natural thing in the world "'for birds to let themselves be caught by their little boy friends.' "'So Jake hopped and sidled out to the tip of a bough where Louie could see him. "'The little boy couldn't have helped finding him, "'for there sat Tad Coon right beneath him, with his sniffy black nose turned up, pointing straight at him, and Jake Jay was fluttering in a scared way, you rascally old thing, scolded Louis, of course he thought Tad was the one the pretty blue bird was afraid of. He never dreamed anyone would be afraid of him any more because he never dreamed of hurting his wild friends. Is that the kind of beast you are? You're all right while you know you can't catch him. But the minute he can't fly, you want to eat him. Well, I won't let you. If you're so hungry you can't wait till supper time, you can go catch yourself a frog. A lot Tad cared. He knew Louie wouldn't hurt him, and he didn't know what the scolding was about. He guessed maybe Louie thought someone had hurt Jake's wing on purpose. He just winked the tips of his ears to cheer up the bird when the little boy reached out his hand to take him it was a very gentle hand it tried very softly to untangle chaik's feet from the branch before either of them knew exactly how it happened chaik found himself holding on very tight to louis's soft warm finger instead of the rough wood balancing himself with his well wing and suddenly he found he wasn't scared any more he felt perfectly safe and happy and you know how Louis Thompson would feel. He was so pleased and proud he just couldn't get home fast enough to show his mother. Do you know how happy Jake Jay felt when he was riding up the lane perched on Louie's finger? He felt so happy he got actually impudent he looked up at the marsh hawk still skimming over dr muskrat's pond wondering who had called him and gave the hawk's hunting call again that brought the hawk circling right over them the hawk came so near louis could see the black tips to his blue-gray wings like a seagull's and the wide black bar on the end of his tail and his feathery whiskers even the surprised look in his eyes as bright and coppery as a new penny well i'm ruffled he exclaimed quite indignantly were you the one giving my call surely said that very impudent jay bobbing his head and flicking his own striped tail I thought you might want to know there's not a claw stirring in these woods and fields except yours and killer the weasels and those of the bad little owls. Ha, ha, The hawk made a cup of his tail and wings and hung above them for a moment while he thought this over. Thanks, he said, and his voice wasn't nearly as harsh. I'm glad to know it if that's what's going on the pond is no place for me he's not a very big hawk you know not nearly as big as the fine red lady hawk who came to help striped skunk kill the crook-tailed snake which stole eggs from the meadowlarks he had a good reason to be afraid of killer. So round he turned, and Louis saw the queer white patch on his back that you only notice from behind go jogging off toward his mate on the far-off side of the deep woods. So, when the wicked weasel woke up and squeezed himself through the narrow crack between his two stones, he didn't see any one at all. That's queer, he thought. It's certainly supper time for those juicy little rabbits, he listened. He didn't hear anyone at all. So he began exploring, with his nose to the ground, and he could smell where all the woodsfolk had been scuttling around, tracks and tracks of them. That satisfied him. They'll be coming down for a drink before long, he told himself. I'll just step under this bush, where they won't see me too soon, and wait for them. End of chapter 8